ACR Homes has essential jobs and internships for students. Find peace of mind and job security with their flexible and rewarding part-time jobs by caring for the needs of people who have disabilities. Because ACR Homes offers paid training, your compassion for others and desire to make a difference is more important than your previous experience. To apply, contact University Office at acrhomes.com or visit their website at www.acrhomes.com. Hey everyone, and welcome back to In the Know, a podcast by the Minnesota Daily. From early morning voting to the Democratic and Republican results parties, our team of reporters covered the 2020 election day top to bottom. The day was filled with anxiety and anticipation for Minnesotans as they cast their ballots in many key races. The day began quietly, with voters lining up outside of their polling places before precincts opened statewide at 7 a.m. As the sun rose in the east, reporter Ava Kian began her day speaking with voters at Marcy Open School. I'm currently near the exit of the polling area um, where they are having voters enter from one side and exit near the other. It seems that people are in a bit of a rush this morning, um, getting in to vote before their day starts and before their meetings start. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was faster than I thought it was. Thought it would be a line. Yeah, because I went past, uh, when I got off work yesterday, I went past the Urban League. They had a line across, around the corner. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be like this today. That's why I came early, steady, coming in after I got off work. Several voters explained the importance and necessity they felt in casting their ballots. Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, I think it's a civic duty. I'm really, I think I would have really regretted it if I hadn't come. I voted in 2016 and it was a big deal. It was my first time voting. Um, And I'm really excited to see if things might turn out differently this year. Um, I just graduated from the U. So it's my first vote like as a citizen outside of college. And I think that's, that's important to me. Well, I wouldn't say it was a good time, but I would say it's the most satisfying chore I've done in years. Um, I vote in every election. Um, In this particular election, I have a keen interest in seeing us change um, to new leadership. As expected in Minneapolis, many of the people Ava interviewed were voting for Democratic candidates for one uniting reason, to remove Donald Trump from office. So I voted for all the Democrats. Biden, yeah, me too. <laughs> the same thing. Any particular reason why you voted for them? I don't like Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just the policy and the view against the other party. If it's not obvious, it's more against Trump than for anyone. <laughs> I don't actually have a job. I did have a day program that I attended. Um, thanks to COVID, my day program is not only closed for the duration, it might not be reopening at all. So that's basically my offline community just gone. If we don't elect Joe Biden today, that that's like bringing us like more steps towards authoritarianism. This is pretty unprecedented in uh, how close Donald Trump has brought us. And so, um, yeah, this is kind of like one part of the process of trying to move away from that. As Ava reported in Marcy Holmes, 
Reporters Megan Germanson and Yoko Vu were speaking with voters at the Brian Coyle Community Center in Cedar Riverside. Uh, it's about 7 o'clock in the morning, and Yoko and I just arrived at Brian Coyle Community Center. Good morning, this is Yoko. We're feeling good. Election day. Looks like we have several people walking in to the polling place. There's probably about 30 people inside already to vote. Security or election security. officially? <laughs> just security? It's first time with, with uh, the election, but just security. After fears of voter intimidation spread around the country, Minnesota hired security to staff precincts that were most likely to be targeted. So, like, whoever runs the election, the state or whoever it is, hired our company to kind of just oversee it, make sure there's nothing kind of going on. Yeah. Intimidation or stuff like that. How many security people do they have here? Just myself. Okay. And there's a bunch of us at different spots. Um, different polling places. Megan and Yoko had to move across the street near a construction site in accordance with the polling officials' request. They were still able to catch plenty of people on their way in and out of the precinct. So you're headed to vote today. How are you feeling? Pretty good, I hope. <laughs> Why do you say you hope? I'm hoping the thing at the end is going to be good. So, so right now I feel good. I'm hoping for the best, I'm voting for the best, I'm hoping. We're a family people, so I mean, really, the person who cares about the people is what's more important to me. And I see you brought your son here? Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Uh, Yakubi. What's your name? Yakubi. How old are you? Uh, six So what are you doing here today? I'm a poll watcher. Poll watchers showed up to challenge anyone who tried to intimidate voters and to help people get their ballots cast. This is a great community and I, I, I work in Cedar Riverside a lot. Uh, I, I helped found the Opportunity Center, the Cedar Riverside Opportunity Center. So I was just, I'm just handing out some masks, making sure people are voting safely. Why did you vote this election? Uh, I always vote. I've never missed an election. It's, uh, that's what citizens do. They vote. Are you nervous about going in? Are you excited? How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Everything I do, I'm feeling good. Some people even came to the Twin Cities from far away, like Rick Malinchik DeVoe, who hoped to curtail voter suppression and rally against Trump. Uh, I'm actually here from Red Wing. Uh, I own Fair Trade Books, an independent bookstore there. And we're part of a um, kind of a wave of independent bookstores across the country that are uh, concerned about the election. Uh, we're kind of under the banner of refused fascism. And I'm here, I came up here uh, because of uh, the effort on the part of the Trump campaign, it's, they're calling it Trump's army, 
that were concerned may attempt to harass or intimidate voters. So uh, that's why I came up, just see what's going on. What are you going to do while you're here? Uh, it's, it's very clear, it's been stated that these, quote, poll watchers that have been recruited uh, by the Trump campaign are going to go to minority precincts uh, and, you know, attempts to intimidate voters and basically it's voter suppression. There's a rally tomorrow night that I want to tell people about. Before Rick goes any further, I want to clarify that this rally already happened on Wednesday. It's at six o'clock. I'm getting some flyers made, so I want to kind of let people, you know, become, you know, be aware of that. I, I think it's pretty clear that if the election is close, that the Trump administration is poised to um, suppress the vote by, uh, with court challenges to keep uh, all the ballots from being counted. Despite the heavily Democratic crowd, a couple of voters said they were voting for Trump because of his track record and his stance on communism. And then why did you vote for Trump? Oh, because I see he already four years ago um, be okay with everybody. He took care good. I pay attention about that. I want he be four more years. You know, <laughs> I uh, Vietnamese. We came here because of communists. We escaped here. All the people living here, they have everything all right, what and a good reason and what good take care of the kids. Others made last-minute decisions, thinking about who could best solve the issues in their community, such as Adnan Abdurrahman. There was a lot of, you know, problems, like people didn't know who to vote. They was confused and I also didn't keep up with the elections, you know, so I didn't make up my decision. So I decided today is the last day, so I just need to, you know, put my vote out there. And what sort of problems do you face in your community? We face a lot of uh, division problems, like race-wise and uh, religions problems, that we need to, you know, break that uh, bond. For now, we just need to find the right person that who can, you know, really come out and then Talk to, about, talk to people about this problem and change it. Polls closed across the state at 8 p.m. In the evening, the In the Know team attended the state Democratic and Republican election parties to see candidate reactions as results rolled in. Yoko and I attended the DFL party in downtown St. Paul, where no spectators were allowed this year as a pandemic safety precaution. The evening was filled with speeches from a range of politicians, such as Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry. St. Paul Mayor Melvin Carter, and Governor Tim Walz. Much has changed with the global pandemic. Much has changed as a state as we started to confront long, decades-old questions of racial inequities. This is Governor Tim Walz giving a rallying speech at the results party. But what I can tell you is, is that every time we come to election night, and every time we get to make these choices, we find out who we are. And I'm proud that we're having these conversations. I'm proud that we're ready to start thinking about moving this state forward in a way where everyone is a part of it. And let's be very clear, no matter what happens tonight, COVID-19 needs to be addressed tomorrow morning. And what we're seeing in Minnesota 
is absolutely predictable, horrific, unacceptable, totally avoidable. It's not about what's in it for me. It's about what we can do together. Our children are watching. Our children are watching election results tonight, and our children are watching how we respond. And I can tell you in Minnesota, we will respond with vision, compassion, with science, and with a sense of hopefulness that when we talk about One Minnesota, we truly believe it. So DFLers, we've got a long night ahead of us, but I can tell you what, the sun will rise tomorrow morning, the work will still be there, and our opportunity to make lives better will still be in front of us. Thank you all. Early victories were celebrated as results rolled in, declaring Representative Ilhan Omar and Representative Dean Phillips had won re-election in their respective districts. We shifted the narrative of who can serve in Congress. We changed, we changed rules so that a Muslim woman with a hijab can vote on the House floor. We invited people, not corporations or special interests, to set the agenda and change the politics of what is possible. We centered marginalized people in our politics. We did not allow fear and hatred to divide us. Because we know that my destiny, your destiny, and the destiny of workers around the world is linked. This is all possible because we met people where they are. It's about building relationships and trust with people. Not transactional politics, but transformational politics that creates transformative change. The real America First agenda is one that puts people first. We are building a movement that sees my oppression as inherently tied to your oppression and sees a world where all workers can be uplifted together. Today's vote, the results of this election, is not the end, it is just the beginning. Thank you. Thank you to Minnesota's fifth for honoring me with their votes. I am so excited to get to work alongside you. Other closely watched races, such as the US Senate race between Democrat Tina Smith and Republican Jason Lewis, were too early to call. While Yoko and I were in St. Paul, Ava and Megan covered the Republican watch party in Bloomington, where there was a very different atmosphere. Spectators were allowed, with a cap at 250 people. There was no firm consensus on pandemic safety practices at the party, with about half of attendees wearing masks. It, we were told that, I mean, it, there would be measures taken, and there have been. I feel very comfortable. I have no concerns. I've traveled um, throughout the country during the pandemic. Not worried. And what about you? I'm not worried. I'm, I'm looking forward to all this ending soon. I wish we had a more red state, and we're hoping that happens tonight. So it's sort of like the threat of COVID isn't, isn't scaring you? Well, I've been a Republican since 1936. Really. And... Uh, I only have a few years left to go, and so I think I'll stay Republican. I do this every four years. What local races are you looking forward to hearing about tonight? Um, our local ones are Bob Detmer, Karen Housley, and our senator, we hope to be Jason Lewis. 
What sort of issues are top of mind for you in this election? I vote primarily pro-life, and then after that, security, defense, legal immigration. I don't want the socialists taking over America. That's my concern. It, it's, a, it's a really clear choice between Trump's vision for America, which is freedom, and the government running everything. It, it, that would be a terrible thing. Hannah Smith was particularly outspoken about the political issues that matter most to her. Safety and security and just kind of ensuring that our government, our country kind of stays on this path of success. Because I think a lot of the policies that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and their government people want to put in place are just not American policies. They're not things that really are going to put forward the common good of our country. And so I'm just hoping for all of the kind of pro-America, pro-safety, pro-law enforcement, pro-business, all the kind of Trump economy things that, you know, our president is running on, that all of that continues in the next four years. Um, in general, I'm feeling good. Um, I think nationwide, I think Trump's going to win in a landslide. My prediction and like my family, we are like made bets. Mine's like at 3.30 electoral college votes, so we'll see. Bold prediction, but um, yeah, I'm feeling good about tonight. I think or a lot of um, a lot of places are going to have some unexpected switches to red, so we'll see. Attendees rallied around Jason Lewis as he took the stage to give a speech supporting his fellow Republican candidates. Megan and Ava were able to track the former representative down after his speech for a brief interview, asking him about his decision to not wear a mask indoors. Well, look, I, my view on, on the virus is simple, that our health authorities should make public recommendations. That's what we did in H1N1, what we did in the Hong Kong flu, what we did in the Spanish flu. And if people are worried, they should wear a mask. If people are concerned or uh, have underlying conditions or elderly, they should stay home. Well, I think we're feeling a lot of good energy. Instant karma is what like, we like to call it, right? Um, I, I think we've, we've basically resonated with a lot of Minnesotans that didn't have their voices heard, especially in greater Minnesota, where we spent a lot of time in this campaign. Um, it's too early to tell, obviously. Polls just closed. Tina Smith won re-election for her Senate seat later that night. Though most smaller races have been decided, the country is still waiting to hear the results of the presidential election despite Trump falsely claiming victory late Tuesday night. Between poll watchers attempting to intimidate election officials counting remaining absentee ballots in Michigan, to anti-Trump protesters taking to the streets, citizen reactions to the election are already making headlines. We'll cover some of those post-election reactions next week. See you then.